Uh, this week we're going to be doing the personalities in Parshas Bereshis. This week's Parsha is Parsha Bereshis, which generally, we should just mention the famous Hasidic Shivart, Azevi Mishdelsich Shabbos Bereshis, Azei Gate Agansiyor. As we start, we stand up and we start our way on Shabbos Bereshis. It has an effect on the whole year. Uh, just before we go to history, which is really what we spend most of our time on, just to mention on Parsha Bereshis, that it says, B'reishis is Be'ez Reishis for two things called Reishis. Baro Elikimes HaShemayim Besaretz, Hashem created heaven and earth. The purpose of the whole creation is for two things called Reishis, Bishvil Yisrael and Bishvil HaToyra. Now, uh, we're going to do of the personalities of Parsha B'reishis. Now, we're not, I don't know how many we'll be able to cover, probably not that many, but I did make a list here that there's actually in the Chumash itself of Parsha B'reishis, there's 27 names of people mentioned in Bereshis. The first 10 here are the 10, Adam Sheis, are the 10 generations from Adam to Noyach. Adam Sheis, Enish, Kenem, Alal, Yered, Chanoich, Mesushalach, Lemach, Noyach. Then we have Adam's wife, Chava. We have Cain and Hevel. Cain's ch- child, you have Cain's son, Chanoich, followed by his Erod, Mechuyoel, Mesushal, Lemach, those are all in Cain's family. Other seal are Lemach's wives. Then Lemach's children, Yovel, Yuval, Tovel, Cain, Nama. Then we have Noach's children, Shem, Chom, and Yefet. So there are actually 27 names mentioned in the Chumash of Parshavarashis. Now, how many we'll get to, I don't know. We'll do the best we can. We're starting with. Again, trying to mute everyone because there's a lot of noise in the background. Now, again, now starting with, and please, if it's quiet in your area, don't hesitate to unmute to ask a question. Otherwise, please stay muted. Adam Harishin, which is now from Bereshis Rabba. And this is a quite a famous medrash. I know that I once took an in-service on teaching, which was totally based on this medrash. It says, Hashem wanted to create the first man. There was a big debate. Is it good or bad to create a human being? Some malachim were saying, because God's consulted with the angels. Is it a good or bad to have humans? Some said, all ye body, human beings should not be created. They're more trouble than good. And some say they should be created. This is the meaning of the Pasuk. There was a dispute between Chesed and Emes. Now, there was a dispute, Chesed versus Emes. Now, if you talk about Chesed, there are many human beings who are very kind people. So Chesed Oimer Yibare Chesed said it's good to create human beings. Shahu Goimel Chasadim. There are some human beings who excel in kindness, and the amazing kindness done with human beings gives God lots of pleasure. The Emes Oimer Al Yibare, the trait of Emes of truth said, "Don't create man." Shekuloishkarim. Humans are all a bunch of lies. The number of humans who are fully honest are few and far between. Even those who excel in kindness, which many humans excel in kindness, 
are not very good on truthfulness. Then he goes on to say, justice said creation, human beings, they have tzedakah, tzedek, they do righteous things, they do some good deeds. Many humans do many good deeds. But Shalom Shalom says, don't create the human being. The Kulay Ketata, even these human beings who do lots of good things, they're always fighting. These human beings are killing each other. So what should we do? We have a big dispute. Yes, human beings, no human beings. Mas Ma'osa HaKadosh Baruch What did Hashem do? Notal Emes He took the Emes and he threw it away. Scrap Emes. Forget about truth. Hadohu Dixiv, there's a Pasuk in Doniel that says, Vatashlech Emes Arza. And you threw Emes away. Omru Malachi Ashadis of Neakodish Borhuni Boyne Lomen. Matam Vaza Taxis Al Tichio Shalach, you're taking your top tactic. The Navishi represents truth and truth of all traits, which is the most important trait of God, and you're throwing it away. Let's lift up truth. The Pasuk says, We will have Emes come back again. Anyway, he goes on to bring over here, all they say, it says, We have a Pasuk, Toiv refers to Adam. Meanwhile, the Malachim are arguing with each other. These say yeah, and these say not. Amar Lahen, Hashem says, you know, skip your arguments. Ma Timidinim, what are you arguing about? Kvar Nase Adam, I already decided to make man. So basically, according to this Medrash, which is a fascinating Medrash, why we should create man, man does chesed, man does tzedek, does righteous things. Why not? because man is not, does not excel in emes, they're very false human beings, and they're very into machlekes, they're always fighting and having friction. I once heard on this medrash, uh, there was a rabbi, Dr. Fried, who's the professor of education in Yeshiva University, he's a Vishnitzah Chassid. Before he gave a 40-hour co- course to teachers, mainly from Adas, but from many other schools as well, including many Yeshiva st- st- teachers went, to this course, as an introduction, he gave this medrash, and he said, he gave a course of 40 hours on teaching, and he said that what he's gonna say is true. However, he says, if what you're gonna do is, if you're gonna take the truth that he's gonna say and cause machlekes and cause friction, then take the truth and throw it away. That's the message of this medrash. Truth is not always a good thing. If truth is gonna cause friction, there's a time to take the truth. If truth is going to say not to create, then throw it away. So it's quite an interesting medrash, which he took as a basic thing, that there's a time, there's a time that uh, truth is very good, but there's a time to put it aside. Actually, the Friyadik Rebbe um, told my father, when my father was sent to do Shlifa's outreach, he told him that even though you're not allowed to say a lie, you don't always have to tell the whole truth. Obviously, you can't say a falsehood, but not always do you have to say the truth. Sometimes you could say nothing. Now we get another, the Medrash continues. 
Tanu Rabbanon Adam Nivra Adam Yechidi Nivra. All the other animals were created in twos. Adam was created one. Why did God create one human being? The non-believers may say that there's a lot of different controls in heaven. This God created the, the yellow race, the white race, the red race. So we have no, all human beings come from the same Adam and Chava. Another reason, you have some righteous people and some wicked people. You know why I'm a tzaddik and he's a rasha? I have better yichas than him. My lineage is better. So we say, nobody's got any better lineage because all us humans come from the same Adam and Chava. So nobody should say, and Rishoyim will say, what do you want from me? You know why I'm wicked? I come from wicked people. No, we all come from the same Adam and Chava with all their pluses, with all their minuses. Uh, which reminds me, I once asked my uncle, Yisrael Gordon, who's Chaim Svi Groner's father-in-law, and I once asked him some information about a shidduch. And he says, what are you worried about? There's all these details about Yichas of a shidduch. He says, what do you think? We come from such a fine family? So I asked him, what's wrong with our family? So he tells me, you know where we come from? We come from Terach. Avram Avinu had a father, Terach. They were idolaters. So for us, coming from a family of idolaters, whatever you get is good enough. That's from my uncle Yisrael Gordon. Anyway, Dover Acher, another explanation. Why do we all come from the same Adam and Chava? Families shouldn't argue and say, I come from a very great lineage. Your, your family is fashmek, fashno. I don't know what kind of family you're from. So that families, nobody should say that my family is better than his family. So ultimately, how could you claim that you're better than his if we, you and me, we come from the same Adam and Chava? Even now, when at the end of the day, anybody who really thinks they have better yichas, it's, uh, we're from the same Adam and Chava. And nevertheless, Mizgadish, people argue over Yichas. Nivru Shnaim, imagine if originally there were two people, then some would say, I come from the better one. Allah has come of a kama, how much more it would how much worse it would be. Dover Acher, another explanation why Hashem created only one human being. Gazlonim are robbers and chamsonim are people who force sales. Even now, when there was only one human being created, Geisland, Chaimson people rob each other. And at the end of the day, what right do you have over him? We come from the same place. If we had different lineage, I would say, I have more rights to the world because I come from Adam and you come from Akhano. So that's why we say, no, nobody has more rights to anything than anybody else because we all have the same lineage. And then we say, it tells you the greatness of Hashem. All human beings come from the same Adam and Chava, and yet we look so different, we think so different. It teaches you the greatness of Hashem. It's a person makes a number of... Um, Matbeya is a number of coins. 
a human being, he makes a number of coins, he makes a number of coins with one seal, they all look alike. All the five cent pieces look alike, all the 10 cent pieces look alike. Every single human being is made with the seal of Adam and yet, even though we're all made with the same seal, we all come from the same Adam and Chava, nobody is the same as anybody else. We don't look alike, we don't sound alike, we know we're not the other one. Why did Hashem make that no two people look alike? Adam a person shouldn't see a nice house, or a nice beautiful woman, he'll say, this house is mine, and I'll walk into somebody else's house, and you can't tell the difference between me and him, we look the same. So I'd be able to get the other person's wife and the other person's house. That's why Hashem made that each one of us looks different, so therefore you can't suddenly take over somebody else's house or somebody else's wife. There are three things that make people look different to each, make people different to each other. Bekoil, our voice is different. There's voice recognition. My voice is not like your voice. Bimare looks. Everybody looks different. Ubedas, everybody's mind thinks different. And why did Hashem make these three differences? Because of our eyes, as Rashi says, that husbands and wives shouldn't get mixed up on who's your husband and who's your wife. So your husband looks different to anybody else. Your wife looks different to anybody else. You won't mix up a husband or a wife. They look different. And when it's dark, you'll recognize their voice. And also, we think different. Let's say somebody has a treasure. Where do you hide a treasure? So I would hide my treasure in one place. You will hide your treasure in another place. Rashi says, if we would think alike, he would find, search for his treasures. I'll right away know where you hid the money, exactly where I would have hid it. But no, not at all, because my mind thinks one way. So I hide the money in a certain way, but your mind thinks differently. You would put hide it somewhere else. Adam was created on Erev Shabbos. That the non-believers shouldn't say, Somebody might say that the, the human beings, we were partners to God. They were human partners for God in creation. So that's why Hashem said the whole world was made first, and therefore no human being can claim they made anything. When the human being was created, the world was ready. Another explanation, if a human being becomes arrogant, we tell this human being, if you get arrogant, the mosquito was created before you in in creation. And therefore, don't think you're any better than the mosquito. God saw it fit to first create a mosquito and then he created you. Another explanation, why God created only one human being, he should be able to do mitzvahs straight away. So the world is all ready. He could straight away do mitzvahs. Another explanation. He should be able to have benefit from the world right away. He can have a meal. He will find everything ready. And he will be able to eat whatever he wishes.
And the Gemara goes on to say, There's a parable here for a human king. He built a palace. And he renovated, he made it beautiful. He had a beautiful palace and a beautiful meal, cater, top catering. And then he invited the guests. The meal was all ready. By the time you come to the big reception, the food is ready. So Hashem creates the main guest in this world is Adam and Chava, human beings, because that's the main people. The world was created for human beings have free choice. So Hashem creates the human being when the world is ready. There were 12, there are 12 hours in the day. And now we're going to go through Adam's daily, you know, his schedule, his diary of the day of creation. The day Rosh Hashanah, Friday of the creation, the day that Adam was created, what happened? Shari Shaina, the first hour between 6 and 7 a.m., Hutzpara Farai, Hashem gathered the earth, as we're going to mention in a Medrash elsewhere, that Hashem gathered earth from all over the world to create Adam. Shnia, the second hour, Nasa Goyim, he put it together, put together in a certain shape. He made the shape of the various limbs. So now we have a full human shape. Ravi is the fourth hour, Nizra He put in a Shama in Adam Arishin. Hamish is the fifth hour, Ahmad al Raglov, Adam got up on his feet. Shish is hour six of that Friday, Karashemis, he called names for all the animals and birds. Shvi is Nizdavgale Chava. The seventh hour, that's when he met Chava, when Hashem made Chava, and, Hashem, and Adam and Chava got married. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Uh, anyway, Adam and Chava got married. Shminis, the eighth hour, Olum Lamito Shnaim, they went on the bed, two of them, Adam and Chava lay down in bed, and they had a quick pregnancy, and right away, a minute after they're together, Viardo Arba, they had four people coming off, because Cain and his twin were born. According to this Gemara, Cain is born from one pregnancy, and Hevel is born from a different pregnancy. We are going to have a Medrash later that disagrees, that claims that Cain and Hevel are actually twins. And all uh, five children, Cain and his one twin, Hevel and his two twins were all created, were all born from the same pregnancy, but Cain and his twin were born earlier, and then there was a delay, and then Hevel and his two uh, twins. Okay. So according to that medrash, there are quintuplets, five of them, versus according to this Gemara, Cain and his twin sister are twins, and Hevel and his two twin sisters are triplets. Shminis, the eighth hour, two went, we did that, and it's, she is the ninth hour, Nitztava, he was commanded not to eat from the Eitz Hadas. Now, how long is it from when Adam was told not to eat from the Eitz Hadas till they actually ate it? One hour. Asiris, the tenth hour, Sarach, he sinned by eating from the Eitz Hadas. Achas Esrei Nidoim, the eleventh hour of that Friday, he was judged. Shteim Esrei, the twelfth hour, Nitrad, he was banished from Ganeidim. The Holachmoyen, he went out. Shenemar, as it says, there's a Pasuk in Tehillim, the end of Kapitol Memtes. Adam Biakar, a man, is in a very rich situation. He's in Ganeidin. He's got the best accommodation in the world. Baal Yolin, he won't spend the night there. 
because somebody is rich, don't think the wealth is going to last. You don't know how long it's going to last. As you see, Adam Arishan had the best accommodation in the world, and he only kept the accommodation for a couple of short hours. Amarav Yehuda Amarav. I just want to mention that of the Midrashim, I, it, this is all from one Medrash, but I skipped bits and pieces in the middle and just took the, the pieces I found interesting. Rabbi Yehuda Amarav, so it's not, there are bits and pieces that I skipped. Rabbi Yehuda Amarav says, B'shosh, Abikish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Livrei Yisha'odom, Hashem wanted to create man, Bara, Kat Echad, Shomalachi, Asharis, he created a group of angels. And Omar Lehem, he says to them, Ritzayin Chenasa Adam B'tzalmeinu, would you like me to make a human being with our image? Omar Lefanov, they said, Mo Maisa, what's he going to do? Omar Lehem, Kach Lekach Maisa, this is what human beings are going to be like. Human beings are very challenging creatures, big problems. I actually, as a child, once went to Bronx Zoo and they had a building there where they have a sign, the most dangerous animal in the world, the only animal that kills his own kind, it kills his own kind for no reason. And you walk into this building and you see mirrors on all sides, the most dangerous animal in the world. So these malachim ask Hashem, what is the human being like? And Hashem tells him, this is what human beings are about. So they tell him, Why do you need human beings? Why in the world would you want an enosh of Adam? Human beings are only problems. Anyway, Hashem says, You malachim don't want human beings. Hashem put a small finger between them. And he burned them. All these angels who were against the creation of human beings were all destroyed because the goal of creation is to have human beings with free choice who make stupid decisions, and that is the goal. Again, the second group of angels. Again, Hashem says, should I create human beings? They said, no, human beings are going to be big problems. Hashem just burned them as well. Katshlish is the third group. They said to him, the first angels who voiced their opinion. You asked two previous groups of angels, and they said no. What did they achieve by saying no? You just destroyed them. So do what you want. Why should we give you an opinion? The world is yours. Make whatever you want. You want to know our opinion? We have an opinion. But you don't really want to hear our opinion, so leave us alone. When they came to the people of the generation of the flood, the people of the generation of the power of Babel, there were these big groups of people who acted very rottenly, really bad. Didn't the first, those groups of angels, you didn't like what they said. But were they right or wrong? They were against human beings. And look how many humans you created. These humans that you created are terrible. Omar Lohens, Hashem says to them, Until old age, I am here. I will tolerate all human failings. Hashem wants us to have the concept of Dira B'Tachtoinim. What does Dira B'Tachtoinim mean? We have a dwelling down here, which means that we have human beings with all sorts of crazy issues and all sorts of problems. And yes, human beings with problems are going to do really stupid things. And Hashem says, I will tolerate all this. 
because there will be those human beings who will not pass the test and they will achieve amazing things under difficult conditions. And for that, Hashem is going to tolerate all the messed up human beings in this world. I think that there's a mimer that says that for one person who's a complete tzaddik can bring a whole redemption to the world. So even if most human beings don't do the right thing, the few human beings that do is a tremendous thing. Now we're leaving the Medrash Rabbah, Gemara Navei Dezara. Tanu Rabbanan, After the sin of the eight Hadas, it was moving towards winter in the Northern Hemisphere, and Adam's, because Adam was created on Rosh Hashanah, we were moving as we are now towards October, November, and here in Australia, the days are getting bigger, but in Eretz Yisrael, in the Northern Hemisphere, the days are getting smaller. Amar, he said, Oi, Lee, woe is to me, Shema v'shvil shesorachti, maybe because I sinned, the whole world is dark. The world is going to go back to nothing. This is the death. I was told that I will die from eating from the eight Sadas, and maybe this is the death, that it's getting less and less daylight every day, more and more hours of darkness. Adam spent eight days fasting and davening over the fact that the days were getting smaller. And they kept getting smaller and smaller until about December 21st. He came to the day of Tkufus Tevis, which is approximately December 21st, the shortest day in the Northern Hemisphere. Suddenly he sees the day started getting bigger. He said, okay, doesn't matter. This is the way Hashem made the custom of the world. I thought it's a punishment, but it's not a punishment. This is nature. Nature is that there's a certain, that in the Northern Hemisphere, in, or whichever hemisphere you're in, in the summer, the days get longer. In the winter, the days get shorter. So he had eight days of festival. So first Adam has an eight-day fast day, then he has eight days festival. The next year he made both the days that he fasted and the days he celebrated, he made them all festivals. And however, the Gemara Naveda Zara says, Who kavam l'shem shamayim? Adam Arishin made these festivals thanking God. First of all, he was davening and fasting and praying to Hashem that the world shouldn't go totally dark as the days get smaller. And then he thanked Hashem, Baruch Hashem, the days are getting bigger again. However, these festivals eventually became festivals of Avedah Zara and in Masechta Avedah Zara, they're mentioned as days of Avedah Zara, which you have to be careful to stay away from. Now, a Medrash in Rabbo, and now we're going a bit to, we're going now to Chavo. I forgot to write this down, but I'm, we're leaving Adam and going to Chavo. We're leaving Adam and going to Chavo. So Bereshis Rabbo, it says, Mi priyo Adam tells Chavo from the fruit of the tree, or uh, actually, yep, uh, don't eat it, don't even touch it. This is what it says. Don't add on to his words. Chavo adds on to the words of Hashem. He will prove you. 
Vinichsafto, you'll be proven a lie. So you got to be very careful when you quote what Hashem said to quote it accurately and not to add. Yes, there is a concept of asus yogla toida, make a fence around the toida. We don't eat chicken and milk because it can lead you to have meat and milk. But don't say chicken and milk is a toida prohibition. Say chicken and milk is a rabbinic prohibition because it can lead you to meat and milk. Don't make the fence more important than the main thing. You may cut off the main plantings. So Hashem said also, the day that you eat from it, you will die. But she didn't say that. Chava said that Hashem said, don't eat it and don't touch it. The snake sees that she's passing by the tree. He took her and pushed her to the tree. Omar law, the snake says to her, look, you hit the tree, you didn't die. Just like you didn't die by getting close to it. You won't die by eating it. But the snake goes on to say, God knows the day you eat, you'll be like God knowing good and bad. And Rabbi Tanchuma says this question I was asked when I was in Tuchya. At Antuchi is a place. I said to them, it doesn't say Yoidim Elikim, it says Yoidea Elikim. Hashem knows that the day you eat, you will die. And Rabbi Yeshua the Sichlin says the name of Rabbi Levi, Adam started speaking against the Creator. And he started saying, or maybe the snake started speaking against the Creator. Probably the snake. And he said, from this tree, Me'ilon Ze'ocha. God ate from this tree of Bara Ha'ilam. God got his wisdom to create the world from this tree. And that's why he's telling you not to eat from the tree because he's afraid that you'll be his competitor. He is telling you, don't eat from this tree. He's afraid that if you eat from the tree, you'll create worlds as well. Every person hates his own tradesmen, people who have the same job as him. So the plumber hates other plumbers because they're competing with him. The electrician hates other electricians because they're competing with him. So God hates other potential creators because he doesn't want competition in creation. This is from Avestad of Nassim, which is a Pirush, the first Pirush written on Pirkeyavus, written by one of the Tanoim, known as Rabbi Nassim, who was a colleague of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, the generation before Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. He says, Where did Adam Arishan make a fence for his words? It says that Hashem said, Don't, you can eat from the trees of the garden, and from the Eitz Hadas, don't eat from it the day you eat, you will die. Adam Arishan didn't want, according to the obvious that Abnasan, unlike the previous Medrash that said it was Chava that added to it, According to this Medrash, it was Adam who told Chama the information wrong. So Adam added, and he says, Hadas, don't eat, because the day you eat, you will die. Adam didn't want to tell Chava the way Hashem said it, but he made a fence. He said more than Hashem said. He said, from the fruit and the tree. Hashem said, don't eat from it and don't touch it, lest you will die. Adam wanted to guard himself and guard Chava even from touching it.
At that time, the wicked snake made a plan. He says, I can't cause Adam to stumble. If I cause, I try to convince Adam it's not going to work. Let me better try and convince Chava. He sat down near Chava. He spoke to her a lot. He said to her, You say Hashem said, don't touch it. The snake says, you'll see. Let me test it. I'll touch it. I won't die. If you'll touch it, you won't die either. What does the snake do then? He goes and touches the tree with his hands and his feet, and he shakes the tree until fruit fell down. And some say he didn't touch it, but as soon as he saw the tree, the tree, as soon as he went to it, the tree started screaming at him and said, Rosha, Rosha, you wicked snake. Al-Tigabi, don't touch me. As it says, don't bring me a guy. The hand of the Rosha should not move me. Now we're moving towards Cain and Hevel. A medrash on Cain and Hevel from Medrash Rabbah. Vatoisef lonledes es ochives Hevel. It says concerning Chava's birth of Hevel. First Chava has Cain, then Hevel, and they have the word S twice. Hador Messiah led Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha. This is a proof to Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha who says, which is different to the previous medrash, that Olam Amit Ashnayim Adam and Chava, two of them lay down in the bed. And the Yardu Shiva, and they came down with seven because they had five children, Cain and his twin, and shortly after Hevel and his two twins. It says by Hevel, and she continued to give birth. It doesn't say a separate pregnancy. So this Medrash claims that Cain and Hevel are born from the same pregnancy. Hevel was a delayed birth, but the same pregnancy. Then we have Ayahimi Kate's Yomim. We have Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Lazar says the world was created in Tishrei. And Rabbi Yeshua says in Nisim, the one who says Tishrei, the world was created, Hevel lasted from Sukkis until Hanukkah. The one that says Nisim, the world was created, Hevel lasted from Pesach to Shavuos. And he says that both opinions agree that Hevel was only in the world, was not in the world more than 50 days. Now, the one that says from Pesach to Shavuos, it's 50 days. But the one that says uh, from Sukkot to Hanukkah seems to be more than 50 days, and that I'm not sure about. Now, we have a Medrash Rabbah. It says, Kayan said to Hevel, and they were in the field, and Kayan killed Hevel. So what was Kayan and Hevel had an argument, and Kayan kills Hevel? What were they arguing about? Omru, they said, let's divide the world. One will get all the land and one got the metaltum and the movable things. Dain Omar Sakayan, who gets all the land, says, You're standing on my land. All the soil is mine. How dare you stand on my land? And Dain Omar Hevel said, I have all the movable items. Your garments are mine. Dane Omar, this one says, Come on, take off your clothing. You have no right to wear clothing. I own all the clothing. Dane Omar, and this one says, Get off my land. Go fly a kite. I don't want you on my land. I own the whole world, the soil. 
Meanwhile, as they're having this argument, Cain got up and killed him. And Rabbi Yeshua says in the name of Rabbi Levi, they both got karka, and they both took metalta. And what was the argument? The argument was on whose property the Beis Hamikdash is going to be built. This one says, the Beis Hamikdash will be built in my property. And this one says, in my property, as it says, they were in the field when they had this argument. And the Sada refers to the Beis Hamikdash. As you have a Pasuk in Micha, and meanwhile, Cain got up and killed Hevel. What were they arguing about? And Abuna says, over the extra twin, Cain was born with one twin sister, Hevel was born with two twin sisters. And the question is, so there's two men and three women. So how are they going to do Shaduchim? Each one of them wants to marry the, three, the extra woman. So Abuna says there was an extra twin born with Hevel. Cain says, I have a right for the extra twin because I'm the oldest. Hevel says, I have a right because she was born with me. And over this argument, meanwhile, Cain went and killed Hevel. Here is an amazing medrash which I learned today for the first time. Um, Cain and Hevel, who was the stronger of the two? Anybody have an idea between Cain and Hevel, who was stronger? Everybody's muted, so I guess I'll have to tell you. Hevel was stronger. We have over here that Cain stood up. They were fighting, and Hevel was on top of Cain. And Hevel was about to kill Cain. Hevel says to Cain, We're the only two people in the world. Cain says to Hevel, There's two of us in the world. What are you going to tell my father? You're going to kill me. Hevel's about to kill Cain. And what are you going to tell our father? You killed me. Suddenly Hevel got mercy. And he got off Cain. Immediately, Cain got on top of Hevel and killed him instead. Over there in Eretz Yisrael, they say, don't do a favor to a bad person, because if you do a favor to a bad person, it backfires. And bad won't come to you. When you do a favor to a bad person and you think you're doing good, you're actually doing a lot of harm. As he says over here, the Peter and the Medrash, don't do good to a peer person that's bad. Because when you try to be nice to this person who's bad, it will backfire and bad will come to you. Which the Rebbe has mentioned this many times in Eretz Yisrael, that if you try to give away to the Arabs things that uh, we shouldn't be giving, you're trying to be kind, it actually backfires. The kindness backfires, such as, let's say, when uh, he gave away Gaza, and it actually backfired very badly and caused only problems. You're trying to do good to a bad person, it, it backfires. Now, by Yahargehu, Cain killed Hevel, but Maharagay, what did he kill him with? And Abu Shimon and Gamliel says a kona, which is a wooden stick. As it says, which a wooden stick makes a chabura. That Abunan say it was a stone, because it says, he wounded him. Stones make wounds. 
that Abba Zaryan and Rabbi Yonason say the name of Yitzchak, he saw that his father made a korban. Shachat Oviv Oisei Par, his father had shechted an act. As it says, Vesit of Hashem Yibshoyer Par. He saw his father shechting an axe, um, and, and he saw he was cut the neck. So he knew, oh, that's the way you kill an axe, that's the way you kill a person. Um, Misham Haraga, he killed him. Mimokim Atzavar, from the place of the neck, Mokim Asimonim. Umi Kivara, who buried Hevel. So Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas says, it was the birds of the heaven and the kosher animals buried him. And that's why Hashem gave them a reward. There's two brachas that we make a bracha. When you shecht a bird or a wild animal, you make one bracha for shechita and then another bracha for kisli adam, which you have for a chaya and not for a behemoth. Now, by yoimer loy Hashem, Hashem says, lochem kohoire kain. So we have over here Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda says, all the birds and the animals came to demand Hevel's blood. And he says, and Hashem says, anybody who kills Hevel, they wanted to kill, the birds and the animals wanted to kill Cain. And Hashem says, if you kill Cain, you'll be killed. And Ablevi says, the snake came to demand. Punish Cain for killing Hevel. So Hashem says, I say, if you kill Cain, you'll be killed. Why? And Abnechemia says, Cain is different to every other murder. Because Cain killed, he didn't have any, he never learned that murder was wrong. No one ever taught him. Now I'm giving a warning to all human beings, murder is terrible. But Cain didn't know the severity of murder. Now we have an amazing message. Hashem gave Cain an ice. It says that not anybody who sees him will kill him. Rabbi Yehuda says, It was in the middle of the night. And the animals were about to kill Cain. Hashem made the sun rose prematurely before its time. The commentary on the matter says, on that day before the time. And the Zricha Sachama was a sign for Cain that Hashem wants his welfare. And Nehemiah says, for that wicked person, Hashem is going to make the sun come out early. But rather he had Tzoras, leprosy shining on him. As it says, by leprosy, so you see that an ice refers leprosy. Rav says he gave him a dog. Which dog? The dog. There was a dog that Hevel was a shepherd, and he had a dog which looked after his sheep. So now this dog that helped Hevel with his sheep was now looking after Cain. And this was a coin, an embarrassment for Cain. Uh, but Yosi ben Kisri said, Hashem made that Cain should grow horns like an animal. First of all, help the animals will be afraid of him, and also he'll have horns to fight an animal. Rav says, He made a sign for all murderers. By leaving Cain alive, it's a sign, look, Cain has to spend his whole life wandering because he murdered. You know if you murder, there's a terrible punishment. Rabchonin says he made a sign for Bali Tshuva. Just like Cain, even though he killed Hevel, Hashem wants him to do Tshuva. So we have a message for Bali Tshuva. Try to learn from him. Rabbi says in the name of Hashem and Melakish, he Eventually the flood came and destroyed all Cain's descendants. It says a Pasuk, he erased all the existence on the Al-Hadamah. And you have the word Yakum, and the word Yakum has the same shadish as by Yakum Kayan, which means 
that all Cain's descendants were destroyed and there are no descendants of Cain left. Now this is not a simple thing because according to Rashi and Chumash, it's not true. Rashi says that Noyach married Nama, who is a descendant of Cain, according to Rashi, just as we are descendants of Shais through Noyach, we are descendants of Cain through Nama. But this opinion will learn that all Zerah Cain of the Bamabo, and the Nama who Noyach married is not the Nama Mibnois Cain, but it's a Nama from Shais's family. And actually, if you look in, say that Hadoyres brings a Yichas of one of Canaan's descendants to be the Nama that Noyach married, different to our Rashi. Kain went out from before Hashem. He turned back. And he went out. It was as if he is misleading. I'm just trying to see the reference with this Medrash Bereshus He was uh, robbing and fooling and tricking Hashem. I'm just looking here. Um, he says over here, yeah. He says, um, he says, Cain made all these promises that he's going to be a good guy. Cain has no intention of keeping any of his commitments. He's misleading Hashem. He's making verbal commitments to God and he's not planning to keep them. That is his opinion. Yeah, we're up to... Um, Rebrachion says, It's as if he's going straight out to trick Andrea Kapta Hashem because he's making, again, he's making commitments and he has no intention of keeping these commitments. He says over here, I'm reading the Peter's from the Medrash, He made all these commitments and promises, God, I'm going to be good, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to be, he made a lot of, lot of all rubbish, he had no intention of keeping any of it. It was all Mirma, he's just telling God's stories. Which reminds me that one of the Midrashim says that Cain asks Hashem, how do you know I killed Hevel? What do you got, some tattletales? How do you know? My father didn't tell you. Nobody else knew. Only Hevel knew. He's dead. How could you know? Cain didn't realize that God knows everything. In any case, here's an amazing one. Nebuchadnezzar says, Yotzo Samea. Cain went out happy. As it says by Aaron, meeting Moshe, it says, He's coming out to meet you and he's very happy. Cain was really excited. He's doing Teshuvah and God is accepting his Teshuvah. Suddenly, Cain meets his tati, he meets Adam Arishan. And Adam Arishan asks him, Man what's happening with your case? You did a terrible crime. So Cain says, Osisi Teshuvah, I did Teshuvah in his Pasharti. And I made peace with God. We made a compromise. So Adam Arishan starts banging his face. Oi, is Teshuvah so powerful? Imagine my son Cain is a murderer. And God is ready to forgive him. I ate from the eight Hadas. Certainly God can forgive him. I never knew. Adam ate from the Eitz Hadas. He thought he finished. He messed up. He's finished. And now he hears that Teshuvah helps. Immediately, so Adam, according to this Madrash, Adam was inspired by Cain to do Teshuvah. 
Miyad Amar Adam Arishin Vamar Mizmer Shuli Yamashabas. Adam says Mizmer Shuli Yamashabas. This whole Mizmer Adam Arishin said it. And Mesha later put it on his name, Mizmer Shuli Yamashabas. Toiv Lahoydis Mashem. It's in the section of Tehillim from Kapitel Tzadik to Kofis Tfilom and Mesha, the part of Tehillim written by Mesha. But originally, Toiv Lahoydis Mashem, Mizmer Shuli Yamashabas, is written by Adam Arishin. Now we have the generation of Enosh that served the idols. In the Rambam says in the days of Enosh, if people did a terrible mistake, and the people there were very foolish, they decided that since Hashem created the stars to run the world, and he gives them honor, and they are the Shamashim, they are Hashem's servants. So therefore Hashem wants you to honor these servants. So they started making special things for the uh, stars and planets. And this was the beginning of the Avedizar. They said, now they knew that there's a God, but they said still, we're serving God through these stars and planets. And this is what it says. And they not they weren't denying God. No. This is what Yermiyahu says. All the nations know there's none like you, but they only have one mistake. Their mistake was that they think that this foolishness that they do, this is what Hashem wants. And the Rambam goes on to say that after a while there were false prophets and they said the prophecies Hashem said to serve this star or this planet and people started serving stars and planets and people started doing these things and this is how the whole world moved towards Avedizara. The next person I want to deal with is Hanoich ben Yered. Hanoich ben Yered is, you have a passage by his Hanoich, Hanoich has Kim Veinenu. So what does this mean? Hashem took Hanoich. Is it because Hanoich was very good or very bad? So I'm going to start with Zuta that says there's nine people who went into Ganeidin alive, and one of them is Hanoich ben Yedin. Uh, there's an Eitzir Midrashim. He has a thing called Sipur Hanoich, the story of Hanoich, which comes from Hanoich ben Yered, and he brings over here from Yonis and ben Uziel, that Hanoich, who was taken up to God, was not able to be with the dwellers on earth because he went up to heaven. And from now on, Hanoich becomes an angel, the great scribe above. This mimer is brought on, is meant based on the Agodis of Sefer Echolis of Rabbi Shmuel which is also known as Sefer Hanoich. And it begins with the Pasuk by his Hanoich, Hanoich has Hanoichim. Then Rabbi Shmuel, the Kohen Gadol, says, when I went up to heaven, I asked Matatrain, this angel, why are you called Matatrain? Why are you called the Nar, the young boy? He says, because I'm Hanoich ben Yered, who died young. When the Doira Mabel, the generation of the flood, sinned, sinned, and they said to Hashem, we don't want your ways anymore. So, they brought me up to Hashem that I should testify about them and Hashem made me connecting to the Malachim above and this Hanoich at that point became a Malach. He has another Medrash, because he was a great Tzaddik. Hashem took him away from people and made him a Malach, the Malach Matatzerin. Then he brings a Machlokes between Rabakiv and his Chaveirim. The Chachamim say Hanoich was sometimes a Tzaddik sometimes a Rosha. Hashem says when he's a tzaddik, let me have him die young. And he says over here, a Pasuk, by Hanoich it says, 
There's a possibility which Hashem will take away, which is an indication of death. According to this Medrash, Hanoich was not the biggest of tzaddikim. You have in Breshis Rabba by So he says this is not written in the style of a tzaddik, written in the style of a rasha. This Hanoich was he was a flatterer. Sometimes a tzaddik, sometimes a rasha. Hashem said, let me kill him when he's a tzaddik. So Rosh Hashanah, when he was judged and he was good, we had him die early. So that he should die a righteous and good person because he was up and down in his level of righteousness. And you learn it from the king. Now we have Misushelach. There's a Pasuk in Micha, Bahoyaz, a Sholem Asher. There's a Pasuk in Micha that speaks about seven shepherds, and the seven shepherds, three of them are from this week's parsha. These seven Sadikim are Adam, Shais, and Misushelach. It seems that Adam, after he learned from Cain to do Tshuva, became a very high level Balchuva and became one of these Royim, one of these shepherds. And on the right, you have Avraham, Yaakov, and Moshe. And then you have Shmaina Nesichayadam, who he mentions a list over here. Rashi says, Shmaina, Shiva Royim, Shmaina Nesichayadam. I don't know what their significance is. I don't know why Yitzchak mentioned Yitzchak went to take Yidin Aragahenim. There's a Rashi about Adam Shais Mesushelach. Shais is from the Mesushelach. Is from the tzaddikim before the mabel that weren't influenced by the generation of Enoch. He brings here Mesushalach was a tzaddik gomer, as Hashem delayed the mabel seven days for Mesushalach. There's a Rambam who brings that Surah Lomim Hashem. No one, when Enoch started serving Avedazan and no one knew him except for Chanoich, Mesushalach, Noach, Shem, and Aver. We have over here a Badrish that speaks about. Hashem takes, takes, says, to have the Bechayrim. And he brings over here that originally Adam Arishan was the Bechayrim, was the first person born. Adam Arishan was Bechayrim Shalayim. He brought a carbon. He put on the begotten of a Kayin Gadol. As it says, Hashem made Adam and his wife Kostas Eir, and they were big day Shabbos, which later Adam would lend it to any firstborn to do Avaidah for Hashem. When Adam died, he gave it over to his son, Shais. Shais gave it to Mesushalach seven generations later. When Mesushalach died, he gave it to Noach. Noach died, he gave it to Shame. Shame isn't the oldest, but still Shame is the right person to look after it. Then it goes to Yaakov, etc. In any case, these garments, uh, what the relevant thing here is that we see about Mesushalach being a tzaddik, it is already 9.25, so I'm going to leave it at this. Didn't get through that many of the personalities, but I'm going to wish everybody a lot of Hatzlacha. I'd love to hear from other people. It's great to see all those that are here.